Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now, back to Severe Reaction. Powered by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. Here's your host, Michael Severe, on 1620 The Zone. A wing to the near side, one wide out split right, they turn, take the handoff, back to throw, firing into the right, wide open Ronnie Green, touchdown, Nebraska lost Ronnie Green, and Michigan goes up two scores, Green's second touchdown of the year. Boy, how does Nebraska lose their president? Yeah, Ronnie Bell. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Very Action on 1620 The Zone. We all had a good laugh, and... Um, You've done that before, you know. You you say a guy's name so many times, and you end up getting someone who's got a similar name. First name's the same, last name's the same, and you end up conflating it. And that's of course what happened with Greg Sharp. There is that he said Ronnie Green instead of Ronnie Bell because he says Ronnie Green all the time, president of university. Mm-hmm. So then you have Damon there as the color analyst who's thinking to himself, "How do I get Greg to say Bell?" Now, he could have said Bell like that. True. I don't know how close they are. He could have maybe pointed to his board. Bell. I don't know. Or you can take the funny way and say, how did Nebraska lose their president? It's just kind of funny. Um, but that's uh, that's Damon for you right there. That's pretty funny. Um, I under- look, Not making fun of Greg in any way. It was funny. <laughs> it was funnier because what Damon said it happens. I have said Brock Purdy instead of Chubba Purdy multiple times. Brock. Because I'd said Brock a lot more than I'd said Chubba, and it's in my head. Well, it's literally calling Adrian Martinez Taylor Martinez for yes. all four years. Right, because we said it so many times. Um, I hate doing this. Going, I'll go back to the chat. Uh, one of the guys in the chat said that Munkins run the same offense the last three schools he's been at. Okay, He's only been head coach twice. So Georgia Southern for four seasons, and now he's been at Army since 2014. Uh, before that, was not an offensive coordinator. So the last two jobs he's been at, yes, Georgia Southern and Army. And he's run the same offense. Completely agree with you, no doubt about that. He also coached under Paul Johnson, who ran a similar offense. My argument is, for you, is that how do you know he wouldn't change? Again, he's at Georgia Southern, a school at the time that's running the option. He takes over. He wants to win. It's already running the option. He comes in, he goes 10 and 5, 11 and 3, 10 and 4. 7 and 4 is last year. He ran the offense for the personnel he had there. That's what he did. Now, Georgia Southern has changed personnel now. Another coach comes in, fails at USC, yeah, gets hired at Georgia Southern, and Clay Helton goes to the passing offense, and early on it's worked. Again, there's no set prescription to figure out what's the ails of Nebraska or how to fix the ails of Nebraska. He goes to Army, and the best chance you have to win at a service academy with the limitations you have in terms of who you can bring in is to run an offense like this, something that a team that's playing you has to prepare for 
fresh when they play you, right? Occasionally a team during the season will throw a little bit of option in knowing they have Army or Navy or even some of the stuff Air Force is doing. They'll throw that in there as the season goes along so they're ready. But it makes teams prepare differently for you. And it's based off of the personnel you have. You're not going to have extra big offensive linemen. You're not. Some of those guys want to be pilots. They can't even fit in an A-10 if they're too big. So you have to recruit to that and you have to coach to that. You have to call plays to that. I don't, I don't know what Jeff Munkin would run if he came to Nebraska. I do know this. It wouldn't be option. He would not come to Nebraska and run option. He would come to Nebraska and he'd run a system that fits what the Big Ten does. And give me the physical offensive line play that he knows. Give me the physical run game that he knows. Find a quarterback in here that can play action and you can win. First, find a guy who can flip the culture. Let me say it over and over again. First, find a guy who can flip the culture. Go from a losing culture to a winning culture. That's what you have to do. No coach is going to be perfect in his resume. Can we get that out of the way? No resume is going to be perfect. There's going to be something you can pick away at. Every one of them. Matt Rule. I don't think Matt Rule beat any ranked teams while he was coaching. That's one they talk about. Right? I don't believe he beat any ranked teams. Lance Leipold's coming from Kansas. Yes. And his defense is struggling. Yes. There's always something you can pick out. Nobody's given a perfect resume. But you got to pick one. And hopefully the one you pick is the guy who can change the culture at Nebraska. Let's go to the phones the day after Nebraska loses to Michigan, 34-3. to Who else should come on the show at Michigan Lance? Hey, Lance, who's yelling at you, man? Oh, that's my, that's my daughter. <laughs> she wasn't yelling at me. <laughs> Daddy, give me some she breakfast. Background talking to my uh, – yeah, she's talking to mom. We're in the car. We're headed to uh, Jack's Beach here. Got some family in town. Nice. What's so, happening, man? Man, you know, man, you know, feeling good off that dub, but uh What's the weather real fast? Man, What's the weather? You know, today it's it's a little bit it's about six it is the high is supposed to be sixty eight. Oh so, no. You know. A little chilly. Yeah, exactly. Hey man, yesterday it was eighty two. So you know what I mean? Like, hey, it got, got a little cool down here. Current feel like temperature <laughs> and in Omaha since you miss it is, is thirteen. Yeah. You said that's the current? That's the current feel like temperature as of this moment is thirteen. Oh, that's feel horrible. feel like temperature. Yeah. Twenty two is yeah, the real man. real time temperature. Yeah, man. That's yeah. I don't miss that at all, and that's one of the reasons I left <laughs> <laughs> to not feel that. Yeah. In November, um, but you know, you're talking about uh, you know coaches and things of that nature, and you know, listen. It's I think it's easy to say to talk about coaches who hey, this guy built this over here, that guy built this over there. Um, you know what I mean? Like, one of the things you have to look at, I believe, as a Nebraska head coach, man, you have to be comfortable with being the guy because that's what you're going to be. Like, everybody's looking at you. You have to be comfortable in your own skin of who you are yeah. and confident and, and, and cocky and arrogant, not to a way, not to a, not a, in a, in a good way. You know what I mean? You can be that in a good way. Not to look down upon people, but you're uh, you're comfortable in your own skin to hey, I know the job to do. I know I'm the man here. I'm gonna do this, that. Like, I, and if you're in my business, I'm okay with that. I know all eyes are on me. You have to be comfortable with that. So when you bring up with somebody like a Deion Sanders, right? Yeah, he's comfortable in his own skin 
or wherever he goes, no matter what you dig into him or whatever, he doesn't care about that. He's been in the spotlight. Yeah. Mickey Joseph, he's not afraid of the spotlight. Like, you need somebody that's not afraid of the spotlight and to be able to expand and recruit out of your realm because, like you said, the 500-mile the radius, you have to be able to go out and then bring them back. Matt Rule, Leopold, like, like Matt Campbell, we, we don't know. Yeah, they've built programs. We don't know if they can be the man, if they can have that. Matt Rule, he's, he's been in that because he's been in the NFL, you know what I mean, Coach? But the Leopolds, the Campbells, we don't know if they're comfortable with being the guy all the time. You know what I mean? At Kansas, Iowa State, you, you once basketball season, you, nobody looks at you. You see what I'm saying? Like so, Matt Rule, man. I, I don't know if Matt Rule can recruit to Nebraska. Yeah, I understand he can recruit to Baylor. That's in Texas. You got a lot to come around here. He's never been north of the Mason Dixie, has he? Um, I think as an yeah, I think as an assistant he was, but I have to look it up. I think he was as an assistant. Right, but see, but but if he was as an assistant, it was very minimal. It wasn't. He's been longer in the South, sure. than he's been in the Midwest or up north anywhere. So I mean, he he's not a slam dunk. Oh, let's look at no. Just look at people. Expand it. Don't just go with the status quo. You look at people who are comfortable and ready to be. The guy. Hey, man, Lance, real quick. I, we forgot. He was at Temple, man. So, obviously, he's north of the Mason-Dixon line in, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. uh, yeah. he was yeah. at – well, how long was he at Temple? He was at Temple starting off as an assistant in 06 and became the head coach in, looks like, 2013. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, okay. He was right, there yeah, a while. So some, okay. yeah. yeah, so, yeah, he had some years up there. But, you know, you, you have to be – I don't know, man. He's just not, I don't know. I don't know why. Why do, I don't know how certain guys just get put in a spot. <laughs> like, but then other guys don't. You know, Syracuse coach is doing well up there. Uh, you know, like I, uh, the guy at Maryland's doing well. I mean, he, he once he goes against the powers, you got to be careful, Michael. Loxley, you talking about? It's a big. Yeah, Loxley. Yeah, you yeah. got to be careful. The Big Ten West is a JV league. Sure. You got to be careful. So whoever you bring in, yeah, I, I, I think like those names, the Campbells, the Leopolds, and the Rules, yeah, they can win the Big Ten West. But is, is, is Ohio State scared of, of those three guys? Is Michigan scared? I don't think they are. Is Penn State scared? I don't think those guys can out-recruit or do better than – or coach better than those top three big dogs. Because you eventually want to win the conference. Yeah, you don't sure. just want to big the, win the Big Ten West. Mm-hmm. And you're closer to winning the Big Ten West than you are winning the conference. You're not far off because the Big Ten West is a JV league. Don't get a JV coach to coach a JV league. Get the varsity coach, just like the other guys on the East are, to be able to compete and beat them. Yeah. And I believe Mickey is one of the guys that can do that. I'm going through, so I'm looking at my my Super 16 poll that I have to put it out in every week, and trying to see where uh-huh. those where those coaches came from before they were head coaches, and about 50 mm-hmm. percent of them were assistants. They were assistants though at really big time universities, Georgia, obviously mm-hmm. Ohio State. Um, so there's a lot of guys on this list that were assistants that got promoted to head coaches and are doing pretty successful. And that, that's Oregon, like it, that's good. That's being looked at for the Nebraska job. No, no, I'm just saying in general, like how how do you find your head coach? 
And so I looked oh, at the top right, 16, right. and I'm looking. Yeah. So, you know, some – look, Clemson, obviously, Dabo was an assistant coach. Oregon, right. assistant coach at Georgia. Yeah. Uh, Georgia, yeah, assistant coach at Alabama. Yeah. You know, so there were a lot of assistant coaches that were promoted that are doing pretty I'm well. So it, there's a possibility for that, Michael. yeah. The other half, though, yeah, are guys who have been head coaches before. The other half are guys who were head coaches somewhere else and then went to those, went to those schools. I agree, Michael, because you got to be careful with getting another head coach again. Is that like Nick Saban left Michigan State? You know, Nick Saban, Nick Saban wanted to go to the big time. Yeah, he always knew there was something bigger and wanted to be there. Sure, we don't know if Mike Campbell, Lyba, do they want to go to the big time? Like Nebraska, even though they lost six games, you know, six six straight losing seasons and all that, it's still a big time job, man. It's I don't think that you're on the level of Michigan State, Wisconsin, Purdue, Illinois because you're not. Yes, you're you're a losing program right now, but once you get it going, you'll be above them. You're a national brand. Mo- the majority of the Big Ten West isn't. So I'm with you, Michael. Don't just say, hey, let's go get this head coach over here. That's done. And no, man, there's some assistants that are ready to go. And I truly believe Nikki's ready to go, to tell you the truth, because you don't need uh, uh, – I really believe the head coach doesn't need an offensive guru or a defensive guru to be a head coach. You need a head coach. Like, you don't need that guru. Go get your assistant to be to run the, you know what I mean, the offense and the defense, and, and, and let the head coach run the program yeah. because recruiting is so important for Nebraska that the head coach doesn't need to be in day-to-day X's and O's. Yeah. Do they need to have the vision and, and the whole of what they want? Yes. But the day-to-day, go get you a top D coordinator, offense coordinator that you want to run your system. That head coach is the face of the program of Nebraska, and they need to be out getting the players, not the assistant, not the assistant, the head coach of Nebraska, because it's a different program because of the vicinity of players that aren't within that 500 miles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, Lance, I got to go. I got to call. Hey, thank you. Thank you, my man. Appreciate it. Stay safe, man. Appreciate it. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, Mike Schaefer will join us. And real quick, Georgia, former assistant. Michigan had a head coach. Ohio State, former assistant. TCU, head coach at SMU. Tennessee, head coach at UCF. USC, uh, head coach. LSU, um, head coach. Alabama, head coach. Clemson, assistant. Ole Miss, um, head coach. North Carolina, head coach. Utah, I think that was his first, Willingham's first head coaching job. Washington, an assistant. Oregon, an assistant. Penn State was a head coach. UCLA was a head coach. It's about, it's about, I think it's about 60-40. whether or not you hired it from being an assistant or another head coach. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Mike Schaefer will join us coming up next from 24-7 Sports. Spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney. Make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details.